welcome in. Thanks for joining us once again on the Red Rock Sports Podcast. It is Tuesday, September 27th. I am Jared All, joined as always by Connor Holzkamp and Nick Sopris. And I've invited our good friend Tyler Walgie in the studio today. Hello. How are you, buddy? What's going on, guys? Yeah, it's good to see you. Good to see you. I, I, I kind of felt the need to have the whole clan together today. We were all in the studio. I saw in there. I thought, Tyler, you got to sit down with us at least for a few minutes. Connor's looking like he's got the fire in his eyes today. Connor's showing up with a little, a little pizzazz. A little zest. Well, yeah. as we were hearing, uh, Connor apparently is the uh, the fantasy football guru so far this year. Huh? Oh, that's what he that's thinks. What I'm understanding. Oh, that's what he thinks. Well, see, it's just like the strategy that you said the other day when I said I was in all these leagues. I am awful in a couple leagues, and I'm good in a couple uh, leagues. Yeah, so I can always say that I have a good fantasy. Correct. Because one of them is going to hit. The four-league strategy. Yeah. Smart. See, I'm just throwing darts with my eyes closed and then one of them is going to hit the board the key is to right? draft different teams See, for each league so no matter what mm-hmm. you have the entire league covered you know people always talk about throwing darts with your eyes closed i mean if you're pointed at the board i mean is it really that hard i mean you probably have a for nick it is <laughs> nick can't hit it nick can't hit a dartboard with his eyes open that's true every third dart i actually do generally shank yeah. straight into the ground Yeah, our wall of our college and our floor for that matter were just destroyed uh, yeah i would hate to disagree correct mm-hmm. yeah you don't think about the floor i when i had a dartboard at my house we put like a piece of plywood behind it not to straight destroy down. the wall yeah. The floor was. I just, think we did too, but yeah. Nick missed the plywood. Oh. It's fine. It's not about that. <laughs> Red Rock oh. challenge about that. between you three. Who wins in darts? Oh me. Ooh, I, I don't know. I haven't me, played sure. darts in a while, but May I'm gonna say we competitive. May have to happen soon. Let's do some pool. Pool, I can. Uh, I can I'm bad at pool too. Pool. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, the real reason I wanted everyone in here today is I, I just wanted to make sure everyone had a fair opportunity to apologize for your comments last week and admit <laughs> you were wrong when oh, it wow. came to one. Jimmy Garoppolo. So the floor is open, guys. Uh, don't all apologize at once. Okay? I, I, a will never apologize is the first thing. <laughs> Second thing, if they had Trey Lance, seven points. Tops. <laughs> this is why you had me in here, right? Because last time yeah. I was on, what I said about... Yeah. yeah, look, look, yeah. Well, you, you started it. These two piled on last week. Look, I, I think it is such a clear downgrade when you put in Trey Lance. He's he, he's not ready. for. And if you're talking long-term... What San Francisco wants to do long term, I'm fine with that, right? Put in Jimmy G. He's going to be good for okay, the future. Okay, okay, but right now, look, it's such on, a clear. Look, for our audience out here, we've debated this at length for the last two weeks. I don't think we need to debate how we <laughs> no, no, feel no. about it, okay? okay? Okay, you're right. We don't have to go down that road. My point here is, after the injury, and when Jimmy G was in, in terms of the odds, you know, that's what I look at, right? What does the odds say? What does the sports betting market say? The San Francisco 49ers went from 32 to 1 to 19 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. And this was before last week's game. They went from 3 to 1 to plus 120 to win their own division. So all these things were clear indicators. By the way, they also went from plus 3.5 to minus 1.5 against the Broncos. So big changes. I don't typically do this. Oh, he doesn't typically do it. But (laughs) what I'm going to tell you is the betting experts. We're wrong. And I think what we saw this last week wow. proved it. Tell me what you guys saw out of Jimmy Garoppolo in this last game or ever before. Tell me but what you've seen out of Trey game. Lance that would indicate that he's ready to, and very yes. clearly would have Oh, in his four career starts? I agree with right. Nick. I agree That's with Sosa. No, no, I'm saying. Jimmy Garoppolo, let's just give a synopsis of his uh, key moments in this game against the Broncos. Fumbles the snap under center. Okay, hey, that could happen to any quarterback. Maybe that's not his fault. Dude ran out of the back of the end zone. He's straight Jared's Dan Arlovsky himself. Jared's this is one of the most iconic 
We're going to call this iconic. Moments? No, this was. This Dan was Arlovsky iconic. running out of the back end zone. He has been mocked for over a decade okay, actually, because of but this. But Jared, that would actually further prove my point because these moments like the butt fumble or the butt punt we saw last week, these these moments that get immortalized are so overblown. It was one bad play. It was what a about bad, that? Yes. And I think the point that we've had is that the upgrade from Jimmy G to Trey Lance is the is the point here. I saw Trey Lance or I saw Jimmy G last week be pretty uh, average. Uh, uh, average, yeah. And that, that's a lot better than Trey Lance right now. They, Trey Lance is a well below average quarterback. And here's the thing: they tailored that entire offense for Trey Lance's game, and they brought in Jimmy what do you Garoppolo. Mean? They he played a game and a quarter. Nope. He has been the he starter, the official nope. starter for San Francisco for five quarters, guys. I'm just saying, we have way too quickly grown up. I just want to throw a quick few stats out there with Trey Lance, okay? When you look at oh his boy. career stats as a starter... Uh, we're starting hey, we're doing, like we're doing, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. I know. We're doing a... Uh, as a starter at, 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 compared to Jimmy Garoppolo as a starter, okay? In, the, in, in yeah. college or in the NFL? NFL. As a starter, okay? So, the one I will give you, a bad number to start out with, I will give you for Trey Lance, 57% completion. That's right. not good. That is not NFL caliber starting quarterback, but Averaging 253 total yards per game, 200 of that in the air, wait, wait, wait. 50 wait, yards. Wait, wait. In his four career starts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. I was just about to <laughs> say, we're going how at? many games has Trey Lance like, it's started? It's the sample size I have okay, to go I, with. I, I, I just want to make sure we're when, all on the same page. When he's only being here. brought in as a running package, you can't look at his passing stats. Okay. What? You, well, how can I look at his passing stats on the games he didn't start last year in 2021? Fine. He didn't come in to throw the ball. He came in to run the ball. So he plays four plays, runs it three times. You can't look at his passing stats. Oh, we agree for last year. I'm sorry. I misunderstood. So over or just under 200 yards a game passing, has 53 yards per game rushing, two to one touchdown interception ratio. Okay. Not bad. That's pretty average, solid average stats. Okay. Jimmy Garoppolo, much higher completion percentage. I'll give you that 67%. 240 yards per game. Much higher. One point. Like no, 25, 25% higher. But he's getting less total <laughs> yards, Connor. 253 total yards from Trey Lance a game. Oh, how, many, how many rushing is Garoppolo getting? Six game? yards Ooh. per game. Six big Six. ones, I'm sure. Baby. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I misspoke. Four. He's but getting also, that's four. not sustainable. But all right, Jared, I get your that's point. That's what I'm saying. I get like, your point. They're the your same is, quarterback, can, guys. Can I, can they're the same quarterback. They're the same quarterback. Jared right now. He's angry. He's an angry kid. Sounds like... <laughs> like the like the parent that is coming to the YMCA coach when his kid is not getting an opportunity to play, hey. and he is uh, telling the YMCA coach all of the statistical reasons why you have to put in Billy over here who can't shoot with his eyes open. You know what I mean? It's, okay. uh, and by the will, way, what I will, what by I, the way, Trey Lance is above five hundred as a starter. What I so, uh, that is in his, mic drop. All right. Well, we have Mike Holden, erroneous. So, you know, erroneous. <laughs> erroneous on all accounts. What I will say is, I definitely think. Both quarterbacks probably suck. Well, yeah, that's maybe more I the totally reality. Think that's of it, the right? case, but I think <laughs> well, and I, and we you know what? Him. I am yeah. a believer in Trey Lance in terms of long term. I I've said this on this show. I like Trey Lance. I know Tyler is not a believer in Trey Lance. No, I like Trey Lance. Okay, so this is not a knock on the guy and his prospects as a starting quarterback in the NFL. Not for me, anyways. It's just a matter of he, the dude does not have the experience. Therefore. And, and you look at Jimmy Garoppolo, who has the experience. He's won games at a very high level. He has, albeit not nothing eye-opening, nothing flashy in the stats, but he is a solid, consistent force. He has been in the offense for a long time. He knows his coach. He knows the system. All of that going... You know what I will say, too? I will, 
I'm not going to say that I was wrong here, but I will th- I will give you one point. We can edit oh. that. We can edit that. We will, no, we will, no, not, edit edit we will not edit it. <laughs> I, will, I, will, I will give you one point. Jimmy Garoppolo could not, it could not have been much worse of an outcome in terms of offensive production if you put Trey Lance okay. in there for this particular right. game. Yeah. yeah. yeah her, but, the third game is here. <laughs> but uh, you also got to, you also got to add Jimmy Garoppolo didn't get any reps in the preseason. They were trying to trade this guy. He wasn't even included. He got zero and it's reps. So telling with the first that team. nobody would give up anything for Jimmy Garoppolo. It was because of shoulder surgery, not because of his ability. And and they knew they also knew that he's going to. They can get him for free. Like they so don't they need thought. to pay so for. Doesn't that just look so brilliant though for the 49ers? Everyone was kind of mm. mocking them for never getting rid of Jimmy Garoppolo, and it's like, and yeah, no, actually now it works out because you still have a legitimate, you know, com- com- competitive. I still think to too. Yeah, I still okay think still. Jared. I still think the market moving, as Tyler alluded to, so much when it when it allu- when it moves so much. so much. Okay, you cannot take the results of one game Correct. and pretend as if that negates those oh. market moves. Oh, I am, because oh, I am you curious though to see has it moved back in the other direction for them and their season win totals and their hmm. Super Bowl. I'm wins. sure it's come back a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but not the, nothing as dramatically right. as what as what you saw there. I just had to take a moment. I saw Con- mm. uh, I saw Tyler sitting there. I I had I had yeah. to just I had to take so, my moment. Jared, well, still, thanks for having falls. me on to try and rub me through the mud. I don't think it necessarily worked. Um, <laughs> true, true or false, Jared? The 49ers have a better chance at winning their division this year, this year, with Jimmy Garoppolo. I, than I will Trey still Lance. say false. Oh I think when gosh. I look at Deluge. a Shanahan system Deluge. with an athletic quarterback, a guy that's going to get better throughout the year, well, again, that's, so that's all we were saying, and this particular game does nothing to prove against that yeah. point. Yeah. Sorry. All right. All right. Sorry. All right. Hey. So I know we started talking about that. Before I get out of here, thanks for that, Jared. Yeah, literally, he brought you on. It's, to so, fun, it's so funny that both that all of us are like, yeah, I was right with that. Even <laughs> <laughs> from before. Um, all right. So I, I got a couple of things to bring up. First of all, quick one. Best idea in the history of ideas. It's never going to come true. But this would fix sports forever. Okay. All right. This Basketball. Is, oh, this is the okay. universal Sweet idea. Psycho, Jared. Universal idea across all sports that would make everything better immediately. If an owner or if a team doesn't make the playoffs for a, a consecutive 10 years, a decade, the owner has to sell the team. Ooh, I like that. Mandatory has to sell the team. Although you just like set up the whole family to make billions. So is that even a punishment? Well, I'm, I'm saying that would be good for fans. That would be good for. Yeah, I like a, it. Yeah, I like for it. consistency in the leagues. I, I like personally don't care either way about that. Best idea of all time. You don't think that would? Improve? Oh, you'd get way more competitiveness with oh, teams. Yeah. You would. You would get rid of the Dick Montforts of the world that are Richard. just trying to skate by. Because they hit year six. It's like, uh-oh. Nah, see, then the goal for Dick Monfer would just be, all right, we got to make the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, we'll year. spend heavy one year. We got to go one year. We're going to do a bunch of one-year but, but contracts. Like, it's not as easy <laughs> as just saying, we want to make the playoffs, and therefore you'll make it. Like, the Rockies have to invest. So let's say they get to year six or seven, and they haven't made it. Well, it's not as easy as just like let's snap our fingers and make it year eight nine. But then so. you're going to devalue the franchises because teams are not going to make that kind of investment when they can't project out 15, 20 years into mm-hmm. the future. Mm-hmm. I like uh, no, that's my that's my okay. that's my pitch. Right. Okay, that's my that's right. my devil's advocate. And then last, I actually did this on another show. All right, so I want to get you guys reaction to this. I, it's it's my top four. We call it the playoff for it in the other show. Top four most embarrassing moments at sporting events. Okay. okay. So whether it's a Broncos game, Mavs, Nuggets, this is the top four most embarrassing things that can happen to you. Okay. Or that you can be a part of. Number four is, <laughs> I got to get it in my, all right. So number four is being the last one to say a chant. 
So let's say it's let's go Broncos, right? And everyone else stops, and you go let's go Broncos. Right, and you go, uh, the awkward tail off. Yeah, and the you tail, tail off. off. Yeah, you're the last one mm, to do it. That's number four. That. Okay, number four. I number three is being with the drunk person. Oh, right, yeah. the real drunk person. Because the drunk person's the only one who doesn't realize how embarrassing they're being. You mean going to a Broncos game with Nick? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Look, Got it. No judgment here. We've all been that person. Uh, we've all been that person. But that is embarrassing, right? And you're looking around, and everyone's kind of like peeking back at you, right? And they're trying, yeah, and they're trying you're to get just a chance trying going. Trying to talk some reason yeah, into them. To, yep. ne- uh, not never, worth it. Never. Yeah. Uh, they're they're t- they're having conversations with everybody. Okay, number two. Spilling beer, not okay. not as embarrassing. Okay, you know, they, but depends they, on no, the no, setting. No, no. But, but have well, you ever spilled a beer at the bar? That is so freaking embarrassing. You just gotta act like it was an accident. Oh no, it's I actually, never good. I actually never just good. happened oh my God, last so sorry. year. I spilled a beer into the guy next to me's lap. See, it didn't hit me at all. <laughs> I knocked it right into his lap, and this guy didn't know anything. It's like I'm. Hey man, you're able to hit that beer. So Can you give me another beer? And, and plus, <laughs> if you if you're not even hammered, let's say it's your first beer of the night, everyone automatically assumes yes. that you're super drunk. It goes down one row at a time, then the next row, and you see everyone's reactions. Their, their shoes are getting all sticky. You can take out a good twenty people with one <laughs> beer spillage at, at a game. Yeah, it's, on the stadium uh, seating. I would say it's much worse. Not at the bar. But when you spill it into the person's hair in oh. front of you, that is the, that is the worst. I have done that. I speak from experience. Uh, you know, actually, she didn't even get too mad at me, which is pretty cool. There's but, uh, some bad ones. But yeah, and, and, and you know what's funny? It was exactly like what you just said. It was I was my first beer coming into the game. I was trying to sit down, and boom, I dropped it. Seriously, I would say half this beer hit landed right on this lady's neck her hair her hair was drenched it was dripping with beer that's got to be worse than being oh, with it a drunk person and because then, and it's all night long there. they yeah. have to sit there for the next two hours and just like as you watch this lady wring out her hair every so often like oh it's bad especially in a cold game that oh, doesn't bad. help either it's not okay. good okay, my, sorry. my number, number one, one my number one most embarrassing moment at a sporting event this is the most embarrassing thing that can happen getting busted in the wrong seats Oh. Getting busted well, by the usher. This doesn't happen down. if you actually just sit in the seats that you pay for. Exactly, <laughs> but, but that is embarrassing. And, and here's one thing: when you're like, when you're like younger, maybe like in college, like you know, you're just like, oh my bad, my bad. But when you're a little bit older, maybe you have kids or with your family, something like that, you got to make up all these excuses. Check, pretend like it's this huge thing. Hey, Jerry Seinfeld's actually got a bit about that, and then somebody talks about like, oh, how you have to like check and triple check. Where am I? <laughs> and it's like, oh, these, you know, these are really good seats. Oh, uh, it's one forty-four, really and not one, <laughs> yeah. not one. 142. Oh my god. Exactly. Oh, oh, my god. It's oh, 340. oh, this isn't the yeah. fifth level? I thought we had gone up away. Okay, but that I'm is sorry. not as bad as spilling your beer on the person in front of you. I agree with that. That yeah. is like the yeah. worst thing that can happen. Sons and four really Sons is. and Four guy was the worst. I was at that game and I was right next to the guy. And in that guy's defense, the guy, the the uh fan who poured the beer on the Suns fan literally poured the entire beer on his head and you then, watched that happen yeah i was right like, right there you literally were is, there that yeah. is intense oh, wow. that's not good that's a begging for a, a everyone YouTube started cheering moment. everyone was cheering for the sun's guy at the game oh shut up yeah it was an entire beer that's i mean intense. but the guy's like almost famous now so it was probably yeah you got like free season tickets or something yeah all right last story before i get out of here it's the same story about being in your seats uh so no beer spillage but uh uh, Ryan, who's actually another producer for Woos Media, so his uh, his uh, his dad was at a game. Uh, Craig, his stepdad was at a, a, a Nuggets game, and he had pretty good seats. And the singer of the national anthem 
was singing right in front of him and, and it was this whole like uh it was, it was like a celebrating diversity night i think she came over from india i believe it was if i'm correct and so it was this huge thing that made a big deal of it she sang the national anthem and she had seats right in front of him well uh they were throwing out t-shirts and he had had a beer so beer does tie into the story obviously and he went to catch the t-shirt and leaned forward and his elbow caught the woman who sang the national anthem. And it, I, I believe it broke her nose. Ooh. Maybe it just got her bad enough to really bleed a lot. And uh, awesome. He knocked the cameras found yeah. him. He, you know the cameras he, found him. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Is this why she was singing? Like while no, she no, was no, singing? No, 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 no. Oh this is during God. the game I was afterwards. Like, oh, wow. No, this okay. is in the game. Uh, this is total, in the total mistake. Total, yeah, obviously. Happens. Total mistake. But yeah, happens. and he, he got the woman who sang the national anthem, blood. You got to be careful when you're, when you're catching objects. The free t shirt game is dangerous. Everybody likes the free t shirt. Let's put this out there. You never wear that t-shirt by the way no that's the thing about the t-shirt it, it always shrinks you don't to the size you don't of like wash it you don't do anything you literally tell everyone you caught a shirt and then you toss it in the trash exactly that t-shirt yeah. also everybody just go all the adults i think pretty much everyone listening right now is an adult be mindful of your scenario and your setting if you got a bunch of kids around you i'll grab a shirt straight from a kid catch the shirt or catch the highest point I'm that high was a national anthem singer. There was no child there. <laughs> I'm he high pointing that t-shirt. Shirt. No, it's like the game. Of, it's like the uh, the playground game of 500. Yeah, you know, yeah. You know? 500 oh, dead or so. alive, and you're just going for it. Anyway, like, yeah. um, that's my last story. Thanks you guys for having me on. I'll let you get back to it. Uh, Literally, he brought you it, on to, to yell at you. Hackett needs to yeah, pick it up. Okay, hey, Nath. He's Nath. earned. He's he, earned yeah. another letter. He's earned he's his, his H back. N- Nath, Nath needs to Nath. freaking pick <laughs> it up. Connor <laughs> brought some memorabilia for the studio. We're which big, a big Nath guys. Uh, so he needs to freaking pick it up. Uh, and then Russ too. What is with Russ? Okay, so I'll, I'll, I'll go on. All right, that. goodbye, Tyler. I'll go. All right, that is Tyler Walgie. He is a professional sports better if you want to check out any of other Tyler Walgie's other podcasts they're all a part of the Woos Media podcast network if you just type in Woos Media and whatever player you're listening to right now you'll pull him up he's on sports betting daily college football tailgate then he and I do a show called Buffs Nation not gonna lie that one's a little rough right now guys that one talks about CU football how long Boy. is that show? Woo, it doesn't go very long Too anymore. Long. It doesn't just, go very long. I'm just I'm curious kidding. where the show is yeah. at. We 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 used to uh we used to rock a good like forty five minutes to an hour, just about like this show. Now it's like fifteen minutes in, we look around, it's like anyone else got anything to say? I'm just gonna keep bitching <laughs> if we keep going. So at least the Broncos are winning games, albeit rather ugly. Three touchdowns in three weeks. Not really been so good for the Broncos, but they do get a win over the San Francisco 49ers, 11 to 10. Big time. Whoa. Big time. Oh, buddy. Are uh, you guys ready to push the panic button on this offense? No. No. <laughs> no. Man, a few words. No. I'm not. I, the 49ers have a good defense, man. Like They're legit. They have an absolutely good defense. And I, hey, I told you what I was looking for was red zone efficiency and no mental mistakes from the coaching staff. You did say that, yes. I got both of those things I wanted. I hate how much I'm complimenting so I'm, you tonight. I, so I'm not going to panic. I really do. No, I'm, I'm really not going to panic. I think it's a little reverse psychology. I know. We're going to come in next week and everything oh he God. said this week is going to be wrong yeah. now. It's going to be great. All right, now, trivia for you, okay? When is... There was one other time in NFL history that there was an 11 to 10 game. How long ago was it? When, when, I, when was it? I even heard this recent, like over the weekend, and I don't even remember it now. I'm going to say like 1949. No, more recent. Much recent. Okay, we're playing closest to the hole. I'm so going to say. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say 2000 and 
Nick's cheating over here. Nine. I see him. My hands see, are up. You no, can see, hear you uh, clicking my on hands the keyboard, are up. man. So my hands are up. Okay, I revert closest to the pin. We're actually playing farthest from the pin, so Jared wins. It's 2008. Is oh, answer. but he he went over. Closest without I going over. Yes, I don't oh, yeah. understand. Closest okay. without going over. Yeah, without, 2008. This is so bizarre. The Steelers edged out the Chargers. So according to Pro Football Reference, there have been 17,143 games played in the NFL. That makes their 11-10 score a .000116 statistical probability. All I'm saying... If we can beat those odds, we can win the Super Bowl. There's, are you, right, are you trying to sneak in extra stats? Because I don't believe that was the no, stat of the week. No, it was not. There no. was a 95% chance that was one of the worst games I've watched in a long time. That was wild. Yeah. It was wild. It was. Uh, but no, I'm not going to panic. Back to your question, Jared. I am not going to panic. I got what I wanted. Red zone efficiency and wh- whatever his name is that they hired, uh, Jerry Rosenberg. Is that his name? Jerry Rosenberg. I believe Sure, I'll take name. your word for it. I believe that's his name. It could be pronounced Rosenberg. I don't really know. This is the uh, assistant that they that Harbaugh had assistant yeah. to the head coach. Yeah. So they added another nice. guy. I was I was interested to see how that would play out because there's always this this part of me that was wondering, hey, is adding an extra voice into this gonna actually help? I mean, to a certain extent, right? Like too many cooks in the kitchen. But to their credit, they figured it out, and the offense just. Didn't go anywhere. And trying to look, remember <laughs> back on the game, I don't think there was really any... I mean, there were less moments that they were put in of where it would have a questionable call to make. I think that's part of it, too. Well, but but there were certainly nothing glaring where you're like, yeah, but, what the but hell Jared, is Jared, the first two games, they were coming out f- from their huddle with like six seconds yeah, left. That was better. All game. I, I was watching this game to specifically see... I, I was at the game, and I was watching just to see if that happened. It did not happen once. Not once. They were out of the huddle with like 16, 18 seconds every single time. Um, which, hey, to a certain extent, <laughs> this is a little bit like like handing out a, a bit of a participation trophy, right? Because like, well, you're a professional football team. You are a NFL head coach. What are we even talking about here? Why is that even a thing? That should happen every week, no matter what. But it didn't quite obviously. So uh, either way, that is why I'm not going to I'm not going to panic after after this. They still won the game. So if this is a, a physical button in front of me, and I'm envisioning like that case that you have to open up before mm. you can get to the button. What about the keys? The double keys? Oh, the keys have turned. Okay. The case is open. I haven't pushed the button yet, but I am hovering, guys. You're hovering. I am hovering. At a certain point, Connor, all I'm hearing from you and from a lot of other Broncos supporters, uh, beat writers, whatever, is what sounds like a whole lot of excuses. Well, the 49ers have a pretty good defense. Top three. Top three defense. You know, and it just just seems like a whole lot of like, well, good. If you're a really good offense, that doesn't matter. And that was kind of what everyone's expectation was going into this year. So I think we can firmly say this this offense right now is performing at a below average rate. Mm. I do not see this as a playoff team if this offense doesn't figure it out. So yeah, I am about ready to panic on this offense. If we don't see some major jumps over the next two, three, four weeks as we're approaching the middle point of the season, this offense needs to get in high gear. I know it's a long season. We're only three weeks in, but this really, really needs to get the wheels going and 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 really feel like that they have an identity within this offense. I think that's kind of what they're lacking right now is that identity within okay, their but, offense. Okay, but let's not get it twisted here, Jared. This isn't a uh, good uh, good defense, whatever. Like, No, this is an elite NFL defense. Like, let's not, don't twist my words here, right? 
the San Francisco 49ers are third in rushing yards per game. They're second lowest in yards per carry. Uh, they're right there top three in terms of uh, passing yards per game, completion percentage. I mean, this isn't just a good defense. This is potentially a top three NFL defense, which I get it. You want more than t- uh, 11 points. Even against the top defense is not what and you're hoping for. And let's be honest. Okay, I will be there. I'll, I'll get the I'll defense meet you there. manufactured quite a bit of that for the Broncos. Right? They get the safety. You know, I mean that. that oh yeah, no doubt. I mean that that was not like the offense earned all of those points, anyways. Uh, on, on that, so yeah, I I am right there. I'm real close. This, this offense right now, uh, according to uh, Pro Football or, or excuse me, Football Outsider, their their total DVOA. This offense is basically adjust for their their opponent and what they've played so far ranks 22nd in the NFL right now. That's DVOA. Third. DVOA. That is bottom offensive third. or defensive? Offensive. Offensive for the Broncos. So, that's interesting cuz before last week they were top 10. Let's re- Okay, so let's remember who both of these oh, teams I'm sorry, are. that was EPA. I apologize. I'm wrong. That was All these acronyms are so confusing. I know. I know. I know. Yeah, so let's let's remember who the 49ers have played. They have played the Seahawks and the Bears. So I don't want to go toting and let up 19 I, points. I, yeah, I don't want to go toting the Niners as like this all great team, especially if they're going to have quarterback issues. The defense is going to be out more, which means more is expected of them. Obviously, let's also remember who the Broncos played. So I'm not ready to pull the panic button at all. If anything, this makes me completely change my opinion on the preseason. I think Russ should have played several series during the preseason. I'm going to wait probably five or six weeks before actually having an opinion but everyone agrees we look like trash. Everyone's already <laughs> starting to crush uh, question Russell Wilson. So I'm not panicked. It just it looks like complete garbage. You know, and I'm glad you brought that up, Soaps, because it, it is true. You and I both were pretty emphatic about that going into it. And I won't say that I've come around yet because I think there's enough teams in, in, in the NFL. I'm bringing you over to the dark having side. Having that yeah, success without sure. having played in, in the preseason. But it absolutely impacted this Broncos roster and this team in a negative way. This team specifically, they needed it. And I'm not saying next year they should play in the preseason as a result of oh, this. I definitely am. But they needed it. And this is affecting their win-loss. So, I mean, as a Broncos uh, uh, coaching staff, as a team, they have to be thrilled that they are 2-1 and one right now. They could be 3-0. and oh. They have to be thrilled at 2-1 and one right now because they have played terribly. About as bad as you probably could have played and still come away with two wins here. I mean... When you say they, I guess you're talking about the offense specifically here because yeah. because the defense was outstanding. Not only that, an underrated storyline from this 49ers game, both teams, the special teams was phenomenal. It was fantastic. I mean, I no one goes to the game and say, hey, let's go watch the special teams. Like No one cares. I get it. But at the same time, the Broncos and 49ers special teams were on point. I know the Broncos missed a field goal. Right? McManus missed a field goal. That was not good. But in terms of punt coverage, kick coverage, field position, the punters driving the ball all the way down the field, that was like really, really good. And the Broncos' defense looks absolutely stellar. So I'm not going to say they and lump in the but, whole Broncos. So, so, again, so again, the games that the Broncos have played the last three weeks are what we just went spent almost 15 minutes complaining about the offense in a Jimmy Garoppolo Niners uh, offense the Texans, and the Seahawks. So uh, it's a little premature to be pulling the trigger on a elite defense when we really have – we've played bottom quarter 
teams. No, no doubt. That, I, I, I could not agree with you anymore. You can to, only play who's in front of you. Sure, you yeah, sure. That's but not this, the question. This That's looks not the like question. a top three, top five defense. I think this like, is an above average defense. I think this is going to be one of those things that both sides of this, the offense and the defense, are going to regress back to the mean. I don't think that you're going to see this Broncos defense end as a top five defense. I think it is a good defense. I think the front seven is really good. I've been very happy with what we've seen from the edge rushers. I think that was probably one of my biggest question marks coming into the year. Both Randy Gregory and Bradley Chubb have been productive. Oh, Randy but, Gregory has 15 pressures through three but games. But again, two rookie tackles Fantastic. week one going against Seattle. The, uh, yeah. the, the 49ers no, were down linemen in this game. I think that some of these factors need to be taken into account that they're probably these numbers are inflated early on in the season for this defense. You know, it might be fair to say that, but that would be ignoring the players that this Denver Broncos team has on defense. Stat of the week. Stat of the week. Stat of the week. guess I should clarify and say you are forgetting some of these players on defense. Specifically one player that I want to bring up, Mr. Patrick Sertan. All right? Has looked stellar, and it's not just through these games. It dates back to last year, okay? So I'm going to give you a couple stats here. Oh, a couple. A couple, yeah. So Pat Sertan Be did ready not to mute him after the first yes, one. Yes, he gets two. A okay. couple means two. A couple means two, yep. Pat Sertan did not allow a reception on six targets, which is tied for the most targets without a reception allowed in a game since 2021, which is a lot of cornerbacks, a lot of matchups, it's a lot of things. But more impressively, Sertan has allowed the fourth lowest passer rating 59.8 in the NFL since being drafted in 2021. So since he has been playing for a minimum of 70 attempts, he is the fourth lowest passer rating when people throw him the ball. That's what I got for you, Nick. You, let's not ignore, all right? Let's not ignore the Randy Gregory's. I know that we have not played the best teams, but 15 pressures in three games. Let's not ignore Pat Sertan, who veteran cornerbacks are going on Twitter talking about how great this guy looks. He is a bona fide Absolutely superstar. superstar in the making. Let's not forget that we're doing all this with Justin Simmons. He's heated. Our all-pro safety this man is heated. sitting on the bench, all right? This team has all the tools to be an elite defense. There's no reason why we should look at these three games and think anything other than that. I mean, give me one argument as to how... What do you think? I'll give, what? You, I'll give you three of them, okay? All right, yeah, give, give me something. Three. Give me something. First here, one, Justin Fields. Second one... Oh, Davis Mills. Okay. Third one, Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, okay. Interesting. There's three reasons why you should be a little skeptical of how good this Broncos defense Justin is. Justin Fields. Or Justin Fields. I'm sorry. Geno Smith is what I meant to say. Geno oh, Smith. God. Much uh, better. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Those are the three quarterbacks Thank you for that this Broncos you, defense has gone up against. You have to pump the brakes. We all know how important quarterback is, and those are three non-guys. Well, I'm going to disagree with Jared only because I agree Sertan looks he is. Sick. He's a star. He looks I'm sick. just saying, as a whole, okay, this Broncos Jared, defense has gone up against three scrubs. That's that's fine. So maybe the Broncos aren't the number one defense in the NFL like they are appearing to be after three games. Yeah, right? don't do this right now. I'm not going to go there. Don't do this. But but you can only... Okay, to a certain extent, it is true. I know this is a cop-out cop answer, and we're going to have listeners out there that are yelling at me through the microphone. That's okay. But you can only play who's in front of you on the schedule, right? And after these three games against bad offenses, <laughs> granted, they're still NFL offenses, mind you, 
the Broncos look like the best in the league, right? You would expect an elite defense, a top five defense, to look like the best defense in the league after games yeah. like these. And let me just kind of so, let me clarify what I'm saying is I do, I am really optimistic. I love what I've seen from this Broncos defense. All I'm saying is let's just pump the brakes a little bit. I think we did this a little bit last year overall with we the did. team. We definitely did. Right? They got up, they got up early, they the were three and oh, they year. looked great. They yes, but not exactly. elite. Not elite. Exactly. Well, they but, they had a tendency last year to give up the game-breaking play at the end. They, the Broncos seemed to play elite defense for like 80% of the game, and then 20% of the game, they would just fall apart. Well, let me just wrap it with saying this, Connor. They don't need to be elite. They need to be really good, and this offense yep. needs to quit being garbage. Yep. If this offense could get to be a top half, top, even top 10 offense, with this defense at a top 10 level... Boom. All of a sudden, you are a legitimate threat. That's what you need. Don't don't think this is the best defense in the league, but that's okay. Those numbers are a little inflated, but this is a good defense. The offense, though, we got to worry about that. No later. doubt, no doubt, but I will say, Russell Wilson, when they needed a touchdown, Don't do this. goes 80 yards, Don't do 12 this. plays, scores a game-winning touchdown, and that's the second time you that we've be, seen it. You would be so What quarterback good, have we had in six years? Connor, you should that. apply to ESPN because the narratives that you spin, man, ESPN would oh, love wow. you. They, they, would, call, they, they call me Charlotte. Charlotte's <laughs> web. Oh, God. Yeah. All right. Well, speaking of narratives, the Broncos get to face a former head coach in one Josh McDaniels traveling to Las Vegas. Vegas to play the Raiders on Sunday. Broncos go in as a two and a half point underdog to the 0 and three Raiders. I'm excited for that game. I am too. Uh, it's be a fun this one. is probably guys the first game on the schedule that I'm a little nervous about. It really is. I felt pretty confident the first three weeks. I was way overconfident the first two weeks. This game I go into. I'm a little bit nervous. Okay. And first and foremost, because of playing a team that is desperate for a win they lost mm. each of their three games by less than a touchdown absolutely should have won week two against arizona and gifted that game to them they had a chance to win this last game i don't even remember it was a tennessee they were playing that had a two-point conversion to tie it this is a team that very well could have won all three of those games they find themselves oh and three if they lose this game to the broncos they can kiss their season goodbye Whoa. Right That's what I'm saying. The kiss of death already. They, they go 0-4. They're not coming back from that. I think this is a very desperate team. And guys, it is a very talented team. This is, in my mind, the most talented team, pure talent, that the Broncos have played this year. Well, how are you guys feeling going into this? Bring it on, baby. Uh, they got Josh McDaniels. That's all you got to say right there. I mean... Uh, is it a shocker that the Raiders are doing Raider thing? I mean, really, truly, at the end of the day, are you surprised <laughs> that the Raiders are Raidering right now? Ooh, Raidering. Does that uh, really, really surprise you? No, I believe I predicted the Raiders to I think be, you finish did. last yeah, in true. the division. That's true. I, I was year, not so. doing that. I, I predicted them, I think, first. Hey, look, man, the Raiders, Josh McDaniels has come in here and absolutely taken this team backwards overnight. It is absolutely wild. They they what signed Chandler Jones for fifteen million to come in here. They have two sacks. That is the second worst in the entire NFL after three weeks. I know it's only three weeks, but whatever. They're not getting production from that. And virtually and Max Crosby a huge contract as oh. well. Oh yeah, no doubt. Uh, and then you look at Derek Carr. Uh, all of Derek Carr's numbers are down. Hunter Renfro numbers are down. Josh McDaniels, if you watch some of their games, he is asking them to run between the tackles. A very Patriot-esque offense. Run between the tackles, short passes, yards after carry. He's trying to use Hunter Renfro like he's Tyreek Hill. 
And, and that's not working, right? Surprise. Uh, what a shocker that Josh McDaniels comes in here and thinks that he can just fit the entire personnel into his system. Isn't and it's that the work. mistake he made with Denver? Though? Exact, he tried to recreate the culture of Bill Belichick. The exact mistake. I, I will say this much. I wish that I had half the self-confidence at my job as Josh McDaniels clearly has as being a head coach in the turning down head coaching offers. Turning down okay. head coaching offers. Okay, quick, quick answers. My, on my this. hatred for this man. Quick runs answer deep. on this. He took, Clearly. he took, and then walked away from that Colts job a few years ago. Better or worse situation than he finds himself in now. Better for sure, hands down. You better. think the Raiders are a better situation? Yeah, I, for him? I do. No yeah. doubt. Yeah, they were a playoff team. Uh, he comes into a playoff team. They already had the core pieces of a playoff roster. Plus, you'd much rather live in Vegas than you would Indianapolis, right? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. So uh, I don't know, man. Look, this this Raiders team is struggling. I get what you said. That's a good point, what you said about the desperate level of desperateness from this team right now. You can't go 4-0, or 0-4, I mean, if you're the Raiders. You can't. That is not an option. We know what it's like to be out of the playoffs in the first month, you know, of the past few years, right? It is not a good place to be. You cannot do that. Uh, I, I think, too, I, I was seeing some headlines that Josh McDaniels was getting talked to on a closed-door private meeting. I heard that, too. Yeah. Uh, Ooh. Yeah, so things are not going good there. How do you suppose a conversation behind closed doors goes with Mark Davis? Like, could you even look <laughs> at that dude in the face and not laugh? It, he kind of uh, has like a horror movie, like killer vibe, too. <laughs> yeah, For sure. That's yeah, a that's tough true. cut. That's that is tough. True. I think that's, that's how you just pretend that he is going to kill you with an axe or something you know <laughs> then then you're going to be real serious um no so so look i i think this is going to be a desperate team it's going to be a tough game road games are always tough people always tend to gloss over road games as if it's not a big deal especially but especially in the division deal. especially in the division uh i think this is going to be a pretty tough game i still i still think i still like the broncos in this game i do the the raiders are looking awful right now. They really okay, are. They, but they are, are they not bad. the Bizarro Broncos right now where they're putting up points, they're in situations where they should be winning games and they're losing them. The Broncos are really shit in the bed through the first couple of weeks offensively and kind of finding ways to sneak out victories. And I don't know. I could see this being that game where it clashes and the Broncos don't make those one or two plays to win the game and the Raiders do. And, and, and I don't know. I don't want to bring in hyperbole into this, but this could kind of be that turning point for a team like the Raiders and potentially the wrong direction for the Broncos if they go and lose this game in division, the first division game. This to me is, this is a big one for the Broncos. You go win this game and I think they put themselves in a pretty strong position through the first quarter of the season. Oh, no what, doubt. What you've done. Because you're you're already right now tied for the division lead with the Chiefs, two and one. You got, you got the... Um, the Chargers are at one and two and the Raiders at zero and three. So if you can get that first division win, I think that's a big step in the right direction to compete in this division that we kind of thought was going to be maybe a little bit better than what we've seen so far this year. Yeah, no doubt. You put yourself in a great position if you go out and win this game. And let's not forget too, right? I mean, I say this, we say this all the time. It's cliche, whatever. It is the NFL right? The Raiders are not nearly as bad as their 0-3 record right now. You just look at who they played, right? I mean, they had a really tough game against the Chargers. 
to open up the season. On the road, the Chargers won, I think, 24-19. Then they go and lose that one in overtime, choke it away to the Cardinals, right? Who I think we can all agree the Cardinals, as much as they've struggled, they are a better team than who the Broncos have played so far. Uh, And then last week against the Titans... Did not look good. Yeah, they got down big early and then came back and almost right. Won they, it. Then then came back, made a push. Uh, I guess had I the guess, money line bet on. That I one. agree that, that this stung. is um, that one stung. You know, and and it is the NFL, right? I mean, as we all expected, there's two undefeated teams in the NFL: it's the Dolphins and the Eagles, right? Amazing. I mean, just just like we, we all predicted, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I, I'm obviously kidding, but I guess I guess that's my point, right? It's you, never, Alabama you never know dude. what's going to happen in this game, but, um, you know, you, you do put yourself in a very good position if you win this game, and I think it's going to be a battle. I actually think this is more important for the Broncos. Uh, the To your point, Connor, to the vaulted, I, I think the Raiders are a top 10 offensive team in the league, so I think this will give a good test for the, for the Broncos' defense to figure out kind of what matches up, what doesn't, how does the pass game hold up. I think that the Broncos have to come out and at least score more than 14 points a game, which is what they're averaging right now. So Ooh, for, for me... Hot take. What all I'm, I, I mean, I'm saying the obvious. I'm just like, it, it's just you can't like dap up the Raiders and say that they're unlucky, things like that. But you you can't. This will be a good test because I think it's less about the Raiders and more about the Broncos. If you came in, you paid a guy $250 million. You've got to have him show out at, at away games. This is what you paid him for. And I think just from a fan standpoint, just your overall belief in what Nath is doing Nath, with, with this offense. If the Broncos come out and win this game... 27, 20, whatever it is, play pretty well, look good. You forget everything that happened before that, right? I mean, oh, it's yeah, all no behind you, and now you're moving forward, feeling good about the direction this team is, especially if they win big, right? If they win this by a touchdown, whatever, I, I, I think that that could be huge for kind of getting this team. And it sounds like internally the team is very much behind Nath and what he is doing. But getting yeah. this fan base, getting everyone really kind of in sync and believing in the direction they're going, I think that can this can go a long way for that. They could even score like 28 points and lose in a nail-biter, and I would be much more pleased than scoring 14 and winning. Seriously. Seriously. <laughs> really? No, no. <laughs> really? Give, give me 14 because like t- at least we got two touchdowns out of that. Yeah, this is – it's yeah, so yeah, – yeah, come on. Give me at least a couple drives. I will drives. take a 14-point win all day before I take a 28-point loss. All day. And, and twice on Sundays. Only in primetime though, right? Oh, yeah, in prime time. Twice <laughs> on Sundays, in prime time. Hey, for all of this Broncos offense, they are still 16th in the league in yards per game on offense. They are not the biggest disaster that people might necessarily That's inflated be because of week one. That's yeah, inflated because I, of week one. I mean, one. hey, the, but, but we're, we're watching, uh, we're winning games. Okay, I will take a win. I will take a win, Nick Soap, over fine. a loss. Okay, okay. all right, I, fine. Hot take. I would rather win than lose. Nick all Soap that I'm saying is, that if, we, Nick is that if we average 14 points a game all year and go 13 and four, we're going to get absolutely yes. crushed. Tell that to the 2015 Denver Broncos. Whatever, man. Yeah, Please. the once Please. in a million team that went on the run. Okay, <laughs> Whatever, man. I'm not. I'm not taking anything away from that. Now team. I'm sounding like Jared here. You could win without a good quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the table. Oh, yeah. the tables have turned, uh, my friend. Mm. All right, before we move off of this game, we got to get some predictions here. Okay, I will start here. 
we have right now, again, just, just to, to kind of refresh everyone's uh, mind, the line is plus two and a half for the Broncos. I believe the over-under, do you guys have that in front of you? I just looked away from it. Let me pull it real I'm quick. getting it. It's, uh, it, it, it's, it's in like the, the, the high 40s range. I want to say it was like 46, something like that. I'm going to take uh, the Broncos in a close game. Okay, I do think this is a close game. We don't quite get to 28. We don't get to 28, Nick Soaps, but we do get 23 points. From the Broncos, 44 is what I'm being told. The that production staff 44. behind the scenes are telling me 44 points. Uh, it's funny. I didn't even know that, and I just picked a 23-20 to 20 win for the Broncos. So taking a slight under, I like the Broncos on the plus 2.5 line. I think the Broncos get a win. I'm going to go so far as to take them on the money line, my friends. Wow. You guys agree? Mm. I'm going to take the Broncos at a 17-12 to 12 game. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Hang on, hang on. He's now he's just doing uh, it to troll seventeen you. to thirteen. He's just doing it to troll soaps now. Yeah, yeah, seventeen to thirteen. Broncos win. I will take a fourteen to ten. Broncos win. <laughs> Nick's going against his own. You guys have no faith. Life here, no faith. So Nick's no. going to come in disappointed next week on this fourteen to ten. Yeah, we're going to win fourteen to ten, and we're going to look uh, with this all world, all mm. time defense that we have curated. In the last three okay, games. I did not say all world, all time. Did not say we that. We curated it out of thin uh-huh. air. We are going to hold thin air. the Raiders oh, to Oh, wow. This guy over here. He's <laughs> a bonafide hater. Hey, you tell us, listeners, what you think. Hit us up at Red Rock Sports 1 on Twitter. Tell Nick why he's being such a hater on these uh, defensive takes over here. All right, guys. Based on what you have seen so far from the Broncos this year. Okay, three games in. I know it's, I know it's early, early in the season. We all kind of had, I don't remember the exact numbers, but I think it was anywhere between like 9 and 11 wins for this Broncos team. Maybe 8 and 11 wins for this Broncos team. Do you guys feel like what you've seen so far gives cause for the need to reevaluate your expectations for the Broncos this year? Do you still think they get to that spot? I mean, I believe I still had us at 9 wins. No, I still think we're at 9 wins. This is why I had us at 9 wins when other people were putting us at 11 or 10 wins because... I, I mean, I, I feel like I've, I, I have ad nauseum said, let's temper some expectations. This is a first-year head coach. It's a first-year quarterback. There's going to be some issues. You should play in the preseason. I'll get off my soapbox. But no, I, I have them still at about nine. I think the over-under was nine and a half. I took the under at nine. I was being pessimistic and was given a lot of shade for that, but it's because I could see them dropping a couple games that we just are head scratchers. Why? Not only that, but it's going to take a little time to get this offense rolling under their feet. I am right where I was. I still think it's about nine win team. So Nick, I believe you were a little on the higher side of the wins. Are you reevaluating? <laughs> I'm going to stay with 10. I looking at the schedule. Now there's a couple games that should be like pretty obvious jets, Baker led Panthers, I mm. think that we sneak one from the Cardinals still, and I think we definitely sneak one or two, and we got to get you lucky. You don't think that number 32 quarterback, pro football focus, number 32 ranked, is going to be mm. a threat to him? Baker, Baker. I'm the surprised. Maker. I even I trolled myself on the group text and you sent did. that to you guys, and nobody even reacted to it. Baker Mayfield, and for the, for the listeners who maybe haven't followed us through all the offseason into this, I made a bet with these fellas that ba- Baker Mayfield would end up a top 16 quarterback, according to Pro Football Focus. After three weeks, he ranks dead last among starting if quarterbacks. He gets, if he gets benched, is the is the bet over? I think it's off. I think I should call it off. <laughs> no, I, actually, I actually believe that you said that he has to at least start in 10 games. 
Uh, we did. We actually did. We said a half a season, not the, nine or ten. Yeah, yeah. right. Because it was, at the time he hadn't been named the, the starter. Yes, it was named. over. All right, half. come on, Panthers, bench his yeah, ass, yeah, bench yeah, his exactly. ass. <laughs> um, so I still think nine or ten wins is pretty oh, pretty reasonable. Oh, still, Nick's okay. trying to put in a still nine or ten. You mean you are reverting backward to nine wins? Is why you? That's what Nick means to say. Sorry, like, I'm here to translate to our listeners. What Nick means to say is he's changing it to nine to ten. I can't wins. confirm or deny that's uh, the case, but yeah. certainly. It so appears now that when way. we like I'm go back, certainly there's a reason that one. Like, well, I said nine or ten. I said <laughs> nine or ten. Yeah, it's just it's like uh, it's like uh, when you know the person that like just slowly gets a little bigger, then a little bigger, and then by the end of it, someone's calling you out for it. it's like, well, wait, where were you started here? And you're like, oh well, I kind of said this, you know, you know what I mean? He's he's trying to uh, he's trying to. Push the marker just an inch yeah. and inch. Adjust and inch. the narrative. Just and, and then when we call him out, it doesn't go back as far as it was. It never yeah. goes back as far as it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Okay. I, I'm there with you guys. I, I'm not changing expectations. I think we all felt there would be some bumps in the road, and I do think it's it's good to almost do this periodically through the season, right? To kind of take a step back and get some perspective on it. You're still two and one. You're still above 500. You're still on pace to have a winning record. So I think to get to nine, ten wins is reasonable. Uh, but I will say, I think the next few weeks, I believe they play the, the, obviously they play the Raiders this week, and then don't they have the Chargers coming up as well? So a couple of division games, my phone's freezing up on me, you know, those things do that from time to time. Uh, But you get a couple of division games, that's important to win those games. I think this is a pretty key point in the season for the Broncos. If you can find yourself at the halfway point above 500, you feel pretty good about them coming down the back half of it. Uh, What about the FC West? We all thought, thought, and not just us, nationally, everybody thought this would be possibly, if not the best division in football right now. It's not looking any different than it has in past years. The Chargers are charging, right? They're getting injuries. They're blowing games they should win. You know, you mean just- to say the AFC West, correct? What did I say? NFC, NFC is what yeah. you said. We're just making uh, sure we're on the same yeah, page. Yeah. My bad. My bad. My bad. You know, AFC. Slip. Got it. Got yeah. it. NFC West also sucks, by the way. If we want to talk about that, there's like one <laughs> team with, with more than one win right now. But AFC West, you know, the Chargers sitting at one and two really haven't looked any different than they have in years past. Herbert's putting up big numbers. The rest of the team, eh. Raiders, 0 and 3. Even the Chiefs losing to the freaking Colts this weekend. Uh, I mean, there was like a million ways that the nah. Chiefs should have won that game. Yeah. I mean, yeah. do you guys yeah. think that the expectations for the AFC West were higher or, or, or do you see these teams turning uh, it on as we get going? I mean, the only team that I believe is really shocking to me right now is the Raiders in the AFC West. I, I think all the other teams are more or less right where I would have expected. The thing is the Chargers, we, you can't let's not forget they were looking very good. And then Justin Herbert now it has a fractured cartilage in his rib and they're throwing 47 times so and still, still throwing can, him out there I, with a minute left I'm a minute can, left I, I am convinced getting, get on out there big guy get out there yeah I am 100% convinced they are building the drama with it I don't think it's as bad as they're talking about this guy is letting loose on like 60 yards throws way, I think it's way worse it's probably way worse yeah, than they're letting I don't on. know man I don't know he seems <laughs> to be a little bit dramatic he does not, about uh, it. He does not. go look at his stats the first two games and then look at the stats against Jacksonville a coincidence that all of a sudden he is Playing, I know. I worse. even thought. I like, mean, God. I mean, is Jacksonville? Is that a? Is that a team? Yeah, or? that's it. That's a whole other discussion. Yeah. But uh, which but we no, will get to a little bit. No, and then and then let's here. not forget the Chiefs last year. Okay, the Chiefs were starting off. I, I think Pat Mahomes started off last year. I, I don't know the numbers, but he was throwing a lot of interceptions last year to start the season. 
and people were kind of overreacting, saying, hey, the Chiefs, are, are they going to cut it this year? Is Pat Mahomes actually who we think he is? And I mean, th- do you remember this? People oh, were actually yeah. talking oh, about this with yeah. the Chiefs. Did the NFL figure out Pat Mahomes? Oh, no. And I, and I remember, uh, I spe- specifically remember talking with my father a bunch about this because he is such a Homer Broncos fan. Anytime the Chiefs have any reason to like fail, he's going to be there talking it up like, yeah, Pat Mahomes, they figured him out, whatever, right? I mean, he knows. <laughs> but I specifically remember talking to him just get out of here with that they're gonna figure it out they are definitely gonna win the the afc west and and what do they do they <laughs> go on quite the run at the end uh and and, and end up uh not winning at all but getting close they so. they really yeah they, they they turn it on and i think when you when you look at that narrative of of teams figuring out a guy like patrick mahomes i i am honestly gonna put my hand up lamar jackson is a guy that i have always been a little bit critical of now i've never i'm questioned sorry you his, meant to say a little bit wrong about yes i think that's what you meant to say what right. did i say critical oh critical yeah, yeah sorry okay. we're just making sure we're uh-huh. using the right adjectives yeah. okay what, what you've never been a believer in lamar jackson is what i'm no, saying you, no, you, you I, don't think you should get paid if we're gonna pay if we're gonna pay russ let me what are they gonna pay lamar jackson let me that let is me get the outrageous. facts straight about lamar jackson okay i have always believed in his talent dude is one of the most if not i think he may be the most pure talented player in the nfl is he a great quarterback? I still Whoa. don't know, Whoa. but three weeks into the season, he is possibly the best passing quarterback in the league right now. Shocker. Give him a little bit of credit. Okay, I will give that credit. Good, he good, is good. right now we're bringing, on, we're bringing pace, Jared over. on pace for another MVP in the middle. season That's what it's about. Early, early on this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, I, I just think Got to, got to call myself out so, every now so, and then. So when, what do you think, Jared? Up. Is the AFC West uh, perf- underperforming yeah, your I, expectations? Yeah, I, I, I do. See, I, think, I, th- I think mainly not because I, I think everyone nationally, the expectations of the Chargers and the Raiders were really high. Almost unanimously, one of those teams was being picked ahead of the Chiefs to win the division. Neither of them look like they're going to be. And there. in my opinion, that would be the biggest overreaction from the league after the first three weeks. I think it kind of balances itself out. Like I, I hate to have a single take, but my opinion on preseason has completely changed after watching <laughs> that. After what it's, it's it's a shit show. Like like all the teams, it's it. Some of these offensive drives and things are just you watch them and it's like, did we practice? Did we are are we having meetings about this? And obviously they are. But my it's it's a complete overreaction. They'll write the ship. To your point, Jared, if the Raiders continues to struggle, you have to look at coaching at that point because they are loaded. They, they loaded. are loaded. They, and then you trade a first and second round draft pick to get Devontae uh, Devon, uh, Adams. 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 I almost said Devontae Williams, and that's like not yeah. even anybody. So <laughs> Devontae Adams. You trade a first and second round pick to get him in. I mentioned you pay $15 million to get Chandler Jones in here. I, you know, they made the moves. You could even argue that getting Josh McDaniels was an aggressive coaching move, right? They they made the splash name. They, they went out there to get... Uh, I'm done with the Raiders. It's such a Raiders thing to do, right? I, I should be surprised that they are completely making me look like an idiot. You know, I would have thought, <laughs> what are we, 10 years removed from Josh McDaniels as a, as a Broncos head coach? Maybe it's not that long, but... I figured maybe he'll learn yeah, from his mistakes, you think right? The guy's like, in his 40s now. You know, I mean, he figured he, a few things he out. He did draft Tim Tebow in the first round, so let's let, never forget. Who did the Raiders take this? Oh, they traded away their first round, so they didn't even uh, get a chance. There you to, go. Yeah. Uh, okay, what can you say? All right, well, we'll see. We'll see. I, I, I agree with Nick. I think it's going to bounce back a little bit. I think maybe it's not quite as high as everyone said. Maybe I, I think they'll, you know... 
one of the teams at least is going to fall significantly short of expectations, whether it's because of an injury to Herbert or the Josh McDaniels effect, as we well, like to call it around here, or well, you do uh, this hopefully it's not the Broncos. We do this but. every year, three games in, ourselves included. Everyone's overreacting. Oh, yeah, all the running backs go to the playoffs. After uh, yeah, three games, so give us some time. Give it another three weeks. We'll revisit. Yeah, no, that's, that's what I think so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> all right, guys, it's time to move on to our best bets of the week, brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. If all of you out there are anything like me and have realized that all your fantasy rosters are garbage at this point and you're probably not going to be in contention for the playoffs, that's where you need to check out Thrive Fantasy. It's kind of a similar situation, similar process where you're betting on the player props, guys to get yardage over under certain yardage, touchdowns, catches, whatever that might be. Thrive Fantasy gives you a unique experience, something different than a DraftKings or a FanDuel where you can actually get in contests for player props. I also love doing the parlays. You get great payouts, man. You can you can win, you know, one parlay. You're getting paid out really nicely through Thrive Fantasy. Uh, and frankly, there's just nothing more fun than rooting for a guy to randomly get two rushing yards at the end of the game. Yes. Right? You know, it's just, it, it adds Correct. a whole other element to it. So, mm-hmm. uh, so far in the year, we've actually all done pretty well, pretty well on it. You know, uh, going into the week, I was 2-0. Uh, Nick, you were at 1-0. And Connor, you were 0-1. However, Connor, you hit this week, okay? Mm, you had Nick hit. Chubb over a half a touchdown rushing and receiving Seemed like the See, give this me is the, the week. type of money you can make on Thrive Fantasy. That's yeah, right. Easy money. Mm-hmm. That's right. Connor hit that one, takes him to 1-1 one one in the year, although he did only have one touchdown. So This is know, the battle for the know. chip, right? Uh, Nick, yours was a little closer, buddy. You had Mitch Trubisky under 215 and a half yards. Hit. 207. Yep. So one, yep, or, one or two more passes. That's a lock. Yeah, I'm just saying. There's That's a couple a lock out every, there. Every time. So you did hit that. You're now 2-0. and oh. uh, Mine hit a little more easily. I had Amari Cooper over 49 and a half oh, yards. He goes for oh. 101. Jared's got the big boy big shoes time. on. Big time. My head oh. is swelling right now, guys. I never win three it's not in about a row you. on I see that. It's very okay. bald This is, and this very is for big. the chip. <laughs> this is what the bet is for, right? The chip? Worst record eats the chip. Yeah, we yeah, gotta, we gotta yeah, eat the, the, chip death chip. For the chip. The, uh, you kept saying chip. chip, but I thought you were talking like the like championship. A chip, I know. No, I yeah. said yeah. The chip. Mm. No, the chip. The this chip. is the, the chip. The, the actual chip. The chip. The, the chip. The scorching that is hot right. chip challenge. Seven dollar chip. All right. Uh, so this week, <laughs> this week, I am. I'm gonna go for a guy that's been a little bit quiet so far this year. Although he did have one big week. Aside from that, been a little bit quiet. Been a little overshadowed from some of the other guys, and that's. Aaron Jones of the Green Bay Packers. His over-under on the rushing yards, 47 and a half. He's averaging well over that, even with a slow start. Oh, wow. New England, who they're playing this year, averaging allowing 135 yards per game. I think Aaron Jones easily gets half of that, finds himself in the 60-70 yard rushing uh, yards area. I hope so. Take the over 47 and a half for Aaron He's Jones. He's on my fantasy team, so I do hope so. Yeah, yeah. I played against him, so it was kind of nice one to see him have, have, have a quiet week last week. Is this the one you're good in or not? Uh, no. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, so who cares, right? Actually, I'm okay. Average. Uh, all right. I'm going to take Leonard Fournette under 1.5 total touchdowns, which is rushing and receiving touchdowns. So I guess if he gets some sort of special teams touchdown, that does not count. Or a passing touchdown. Or a passing. Do that from right, time right. To time. So rushing plus receiving touchdowns under 1.5. Leonard Fournette, he is playing against Kansas City, who surprisingly, or maybe not if you're in the Kansas City area, but surprising to me, looks like 
are maybe the strength of their defense or a team is their defense right now. Uh, they're averaging in talk the, about an overreaction, right? Right, but 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 right now, I mean, they are in the very top of the league, uh, top five in terms of yards per carry. Their rushing defense looks pretty good. They got uh, a couple linebackers that are playing really well right now. I'm gonna take Kansas City to stifle Tampa Bay, who hasn't really been explosive this year in any sense of the word. And I'm gonna say under 1.5 touchdowns, Leonard Fournette. All right, Nick. So that was what do you very got? detailed. Thank you. Thank You're you. Oh. Simply because he is actually incredibly fun to watch. He's also on my fantasy team. Oh. I'm going to go Jalen Hurts over 302.5 total, total yards, See, passing and rushing. Mm. That's key. Although that's I have found, like as it. I've been doing player props, I have found sometimes these running quarterbacks, you can really get nice lines on their passing yards, yes. right? Because nobody's really assuming they're going to throw a lot. But I know Lamar Jackson I hit on the first couple of weeks because, again, he's been lighting it up. But Jalen Hurts, <laughs> over 302.5 total yards. That team I, I, is loaded. I think you might be buying high right now, we though. Think so? I think I think that they may be. I mean, they've played really good. That offense looks great. Need defense a, looks great. Need a big week. Need a big. They week. look good. Okay. They, they look good. Like I said, everyone expected. Should they give him a two hundred and fifty-five you know? million dollar contract, or what's the plan there? Uh, you got a couple years. You got okay. you got yeah one more year. But yeah, no, it'll be a lot bigger than that. Don't worry. By the time they yep. get there, it'll be a lot Jaylen, bigger. Jalen get benched in the championship hurts. I that, mean, he, that his team uh, is current. I get to, to uh, Tagliolovia. Because he could not complete a pass. Hurts. It's fine. It's not about that right now. Sorry. All right, guys. If you want to check out any of these bets or any other player prop bets, make sure you find them on Thrive Fantasy. You can go online, thrivefantasy.com, or download the app. Make sure when you sign up, the first time you sign up, you'll have an opportunity to put a promo code in. Type in the promo code RED. That's R-E-D. They will match up to $100 when you put your deposit in. That's R-E-D. Use it when you sign up. All right, before we get out of here, real quickly, real quickly, because these guys talked me into doing it, we are in the in the spirit of the overreactions early in the year. We're going to talk about, I want to get from you guys at least one on either side, but if you have more, we can put them out there. Who are the most overrated teams in the NFL right now? And who are the most underrated teams in the NFL through three weeks any, any takers you want to start, or should I start it? Go ahead, Jerry. Okay, I will start it. For my overrated team, okay, the Miami Dolphins. I knew you would say this that. This is the I obvious one, I knew you one, were going right? to say that. That's why. If you're going to give me the first, I'm going to take the obvious one. This is a team that looks really, really good. I, I It's a weird comparison here for me, right? I, I'm going to compare them to the Denver Broncos under one Josh McDaniels his first year, right? Came in, kind of changed the culture, switched everything up, and they just took the lean by storm. I think they started out 6-0 and that year and then completely flopped down the stretch. This is not Josh McDaniels. I want to be very clear, although it is McDaniel, Mike McDaniel. That's kind of weird. Uh, he is not Josh McDaniels. He doesn't have the ego that Josh McDaniels does. But I just think this is kind of one of those things where everyone underrated them going into the year. They've looked pretty strong so far. Tua? Tua looks like he could be a player. I think this is a team that ends up around 500, maybe even above 500. They are not the best team in the league so far. They've honestly been playing like one of, if not the best teams in the league. I think the Dolphins are the most overrated team in the NFL right now. Mm. Taking the obvious. I got it. I'll go. I'm going to say the most overrated team is the Buffalo Bills. Oh, yeah. Yep. I think the oh, Buffalo Bills take. are incredibly overrated. <laughs> and, and when we talk about overrated, we're going to talk about based on expectations. This is a team that is expected to absolutely 
dominate the league. Absolutely dominate the league. Now, granted, I know that last week it was what, like a hundred, 105 degrees there. Uh, I know it was, I know it was a, a nail biter, all that stuff. I just don't think that this is a team based on essentially relying on Josh Allen to do 100% of the work that is going to last down the stretch. Do we think that the Buffalo Bills can win through the playoffs? Yes, I just think it's a little premature to be naming a team that has looked good to just automatically announce that they are the heavy favorites. So yeah, they've kind of were anointed in the offseason, weren't they? As like the the head of the AFC, the the leader in the pack there. So I, I actually I can buy into that. I, I can get on board. Although I am really high on the Bills, I do think they are probably the best team in the AFC. Oh, yeah, but no I can kind of buy into the narrative and what you're saying there that everyone really anointed them before they truly earned it. The thing is, again, I'll probably be eating my words, but big game this week against the Ravens. Uh, I, I, I would love to see. That's going to obviously be the game of the morning for me. I'm excited to see. Do I love watching Josh Allen play? Yes. Do I think you can put 100% of the onus on him to win you a championship? Too early to tell. Ooh, all right. Connor, who you got? Who's overrated? Who's the most overrated team for you? Over or under? Or is that, are we going We're going to over do both. You, in fact, you go both and we'll snake it back over to me. Oh, no. all right. So if we're going to go overrated, I definitely was going for the Dolphins, just like you. But but for the sake of discussion here, we're gonna I'm gonna go with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They are two and one. They haven't looked that great. Now I'm probably gonna eat my words to to use what Nick Soap just said right there. See, you guys went you guys went foolish. I went with the young quarterback that's likely to fall off. You guys went with the star quarterbacks that are likely I know, to get I, stronger. I, 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 and Tom Brady is <laughs> is great, but uh, I still see. When I'm, I'm looking at the lines and I'm looking just kind of at the reaction to what I see in the media from these first three games, people are still really high on Tampa Bay, right? Which I get it. They should be, right? Tom Brady is Tom Brady for a reason. But I am not a believer in what this team has put on the field so far. I do not think they should be 2-1 and one right now. I think they got pretty lucky with a couple of their wins, quite frankly. I am going to say Tampa Bay Buccaneers are not as high as uh, everyone uh, thinks on them right now. So I'm going to go overrated Tampa Bay Bucks, And I'm going to go underrated. Real quick before you move off of that, does mm-hmm. anyone feel like Tom Brady just... It, it, it His head just doesn't seem like he's in the same spot. I, I think it comes just from... I, I think it's as simple as his best wide receivers are missing. Okay. For me, I don't think it's anything more than that. I know that's a super boring take. I just... When you're throwing... Yeah, he's got Russell no, Gage was his number one receiver last just, year. A guy that Scotty Miller's on the field. Yeah, a significant portion of the game. Yeah. Okay, I can I can get on over that. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. All right. So for my underrated, I'm gonna go with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Wow. I'm gonna go a little bit reverse here uh, from what you guys are doing with the trend. They're two and one. I actually no, have but, them but, as one of my overrated teams. So. No. So so okay. So they are two and one. But you go look at anybody's opinion on power rankings. Uh, you go look at, go ask your average fan if the Jackson, J- J- Jacksonville sure. Jaguars are for real. They're going to say no. Sure. Nobody's a true believer. But you're here to tell us otherwise, Connor. But I'm here to tell you that Jacksonville is a very good football team. Put it in writing. Put it on a record. I will go on record as saying the Jacksonville Jaguars, Jaguars will make the playoffs this year. Wow. The only and, way they're doing that is winning their division, right? Look, they have the fourth best defensive expected points added in the entire league. Fourth best. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is getting rid of the ball at the fifth highest quicken, uh, quicker at the fifth highest rate in the NFL and his offensive line's protecting him. That defense looks great. They have six interceptions so far, I believe. 
They are looking really good. I am a believer in the Jacksonville Jaguars and what they're doing over there. Mark it down here. You heard it first. <laughs> I'm just glad they moved away from those the 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 ombre helmets that they had. That was that was bad that they did those for mm. a few years. I, I actually like their uniforms normally. That whole ombre thing wasn't really working. All right, Nick, who do you got as your underrated team? I think for me, and this and this is this is just a curse. It's the hard knocks curse. I think the Detroit Lions are still underrated. They managed to stay pretty close with the Eagles week one, 35-38. Obviously a win against the Commanders. You lose a tough, tough game last week to the Vikings. I like a lot about this team. DeAndre Swift being hurt is absolutely brutal. Aiden Hutchinson is obviously playing lights out. I think this is a team based on schedule. They play the Seahawks this week. They play the Pats with a injured Mac Jones. Then you play the Cowboys. I think that's a pretty sweet little three-game run to get back to four and two. I think this is a team in three to four weeks. We are saying different things about. Again, I know what the Lions-Lions or whatever it is. They always blow up. But it's a team I like. No, I, I like I, their team. I, I actually had like, them. They were on, they were my, on my list. list too. Yeah. yeah, they were on my list. I agree. This is when you watch them, they look like a good football team, right? Yeah, they, they look, they look like, like they can do something. a winning football team, and they just kind of... And Jared it, Goff does not look incompetent. He does not. It's amazing. It's he, he does not look like uh, Baker Mayfield. Or, or uh, dare I say... Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, <laughs> no, he does look like Jimmy Garoppolo. He does. You know, he's <laughs> Maybe some there. Trey Lance in him. It's hard to say. Really. Oh, wow. Okay, I am going to probably irritate most of the Broncos fans out there, but I'm going to go with the Broncos' opponent this week in the Las Vegas Raiders. Mm. To me, this Boo. is the most underrated team in the league. They very well could be three and zero, and we'd have a totally different narrative about this team. The offense looks pretty good. They are productive. I know Devontae Adams has been a little hit and miss, but Week One, dude, lit it up. I think the talent is hitting. There, I think he's on, he's on track for his lowest yards total since 2016. After putting up like 150 yards week one, we're <laughs> yeah. three weeks in. That would be hit, miss, miss. So we're hit and miss, yeah. right? I mean, okay. he is has been very productive in week one. So I, I have learned the lesson that I should have learned in our preseason predictions, and that is do not put money on Josh McDaniels. Yeah. <laughs> that is the, but uh, I will say, I team think, I think we see a different trend of Josh McDaniels through the course of this year. I mm. don't think you see the start fast and fast, you know, crash and burn Josh Josh McDaniels here. I think this team settles in. Hopefully it's not this week against the Broncos, but I do think that this team settles in and does turn it around a little bit. So this is my most underrated Hopefully it's not any team. week. Yeah, that would actually week. be awesome because yes. hopefully I, Josh McDaniels just fizzles out and then we can add to our conspiracy that Josh McDaniels is really just a drone sent by Belichick to ruin all the other teams. Have you guys ever seen that conspiracy <laughs> theory about that, though? <laughs> Look at all of Bill Belichick's. So it, there was is like that, a point that, time yeah. wow. going back to like the early 2000s when McDaniels came to, to the Broncos. You looked at like all the different coaches that left Belichick. Most all of them went to AFC teams. And then they basically flamed out in two years. And it was the whole conspiracy theories that Belichick sending all of his disciples to go just like ruin all of these drones. Drones is the word. Yeah. These drones. So uh, maybe, maybe he's back at it again. Bill Belichick's like, hey, we got to get this thing going again. I need to start taking down all the rest of these AFC teams so that the uh, New England Patriots can get back on top. Doesn't look like it's happening with Mac Jones out. Yeah. How long hey, is he, he out? Did, he did do like the ultimate swan dive for a personal foul. Did you guys see that? No, He's running out of it. bounds and the guy like literally taps him and he didn't hit him. They were like running together and you might be able to see it. He, he literally tries to swan dive for a roughing the passer or a unsportsmanlike 
No call. No call. No Because it looked ridiculous. I love it. I love it was it. absolutely ridiculous. They should also bring in what the NBA tried doing for a little bit, the flop. I think they've kind of backed off. They don't really call that anymore. Yeah. But bring in the flop. Personal foul if you flop on something. God, man. I would love that. I know. Absolutely. All right, guys. It's time to wrap it up here. Let's just go root of these Broncos on. Let's let's get this win. I think this is a big one for the Broncos. Go out. Stop the Raiders. Bring that rivalry vibe back. And you know what, guys? Broncos country? Let's ride. Question mark? Ooh, let's ride. <laughs> let's hey, ride? Let's see if Nath can get a uh, Come on, a. Nath. If he can add one more letter back to his name on yeah. our show. Yeah, he's what almost Nathan again. Natha? We're Natha? At, we're at, we're at, yeah, if, if we get one more win, we can be yeah, Natha. Natha. Yeah, he's got to earn it, though. Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah. I don't, don't, don't give him that premature. All right. All right. Make sure you guys tune in next week. For Connor and Nick, I'm Jared. This is Red Rock Sports.